Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Recently, Hurricane Ian just devastated the Gulf Coast and uh, many parts of Florida. We have more to share about that with you today. Our guest, the Reverend Dr. Ross Johnson, Director of Disaster Response for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Ross, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Andy, thanks for having me. Describe the impact of Hurricane Ian on the Florida Gulf Coast and the state of Florida in general. Yeah, we just got back from doing an initial assessment from Florida. And as I was doing an assessment, as I compared Hurricane Ian compared to all the other hurricanes that I've responded to in almost a decade of being in this position, this is probably the second worst hurricane as far as impact on human life and also our Lutheran schools, churches, RSOs. So this has been a significant hurricane. The size of it, the how widespread it was, how much rain, how much wind, the location that it went into was absolutely devastating to the entire state of Florida, especially especially the Gulf Coast of Florida. Mm-hmm. So can you give us an idea? Some people probably haven't seen some pictures, but where where did this hurricane actually hit across Florida? Yeah, the main path of the hurricane, it came in on the southern peninsula of Florida. So if you're looking at the map south of Tampa, but really started the devastation on Sarasota all the way down to Naples. And it really caught the residents off guard. A lot of the people didn't evacuate because they thought that the hurricane was going to be going north. The initial path was that it was going to go all the way up to the north part of the state and bypass the southern peninsula. Mm -hmm. And then at the very last minute, it turned right and went south right into the Fort Myers area and absolutely devastated the islands and also Fort Myers. Mm -hmm. In that area, we have 12 churches that have significant damage that are going to be using their insurance. And a lot of those churches have very high deductibles just because of the way that in Florida does insurance premiums. A lot of them have $100,000 deductibles. So one of the works that we're going to be doing there and help is going to be helping with those deductibles at least a little bit so that the churches have some kind of financial reprieve. And we have 130 church workers, LCMS church workers that either are working at a church, school, or one of our recognized service organization. They also have very high insurance deductibles. We're going to be helping 130 of those workers with those insurance deductibles, which is absolutely devastating to the people on the Gulf Coast. Thankfully, there is insurance, but the deductibles are so high. It's very difficult for a working class family to be able to meet those deductibles. Mm -hmm. So what is the level of, of damage? Are we talking wind damage, rain damage? What What is that damage level for these RSOs and church workers and, and churches? Right. So a lot of times you'll have a hurricane that has primarily wind damage or primarily water damage. This one actually is both. Hurricane Harvey five years ago was primarily a water event. This is both. So we have chainsaw teams that are going down and doing volunteer free chainsaw work for people that have been affected by the hurricane. We have teams that are going down to Fort Myers and also to Inglewood, Florida. We have about 40 volunteers right now immediately on the ground. We're hoping to be able to drive more and more volunteers from across the United States that are LCMS down to that area to be able to continue to volunteer there for the next few months. Our main volunteer camp is out of Zion Lutheran Church, which is in Fort Myers. And that's where we're going to be setting up a volunteer response center. And it's not just Lutherans taking care of Lutherans. 
Lutherans. Yeah, we're definitely taking care of Lutherans, but we're going out into the community. We're not asking anybody about what church they attend or if they're Lutheran or anything else like that. We're just saying, if you have a great need, we want to help. And we do all of our work in the name of Christ, and we don't charge a single dime for anything that we do. And for many of these homeowners, we're doing ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars worth of tree and tree tree and muck out for free. We never ask a dime. We don't accept donations. It's just part of our ministry that we do, and we do it in the name of Christ, and when and how, and if there is an opportunity, we also share the gospel with them and a hope for something greater than just the things of this world. As we live in this world, we see the brokenness, the brokenness of sin that affects all of us, and you see that sinful effect, that brokenness so evidently in a hurricane. You see the brokenness of the, of the world and it's an opportunity for us to talk about God, Christ, redemption, heaven, which is where we really put put our true Christian hope. You mentioned Zion Fort Myers. Tell us in what ways has Zion or the Florida George District or LCMS disaster response been able to already begin serving in the community right now? Yeah, so we're already putting out chainsaw teams and muckout teams that are going door to door. We're doing initial assessments. We're seeing who has the most need and we're already cutting trees out of people's yards, off of people's houses. And uh, many of these trees, uh, tree services will go into the area and they'll charge four or $5,000 per tree that is down in someone's yard. We come in and we do that completely for free. The other thing that we're doing is we're giving out needed products. Typically after a hurricane, a lot of the underserved populations and and people groups, they have a hard time financially. They have devastation. They have extra bills that they're not used to. So we're making sure that things for children are available, diapers, wipes, formula, and we're distributing that to underserved populations across Southern Florida for free. And we're taking them actually out to people's houses as well. We have a recognized service organization, Amigos in Cristo, which is in Amakali. And we're helping out that that group of people in that community that a lot of times are neglected or forgotten. As the church, we're trying to go into the community where our congregations are and to serve those people that are a lot of times forgotten by some of the bigger organizations that go in and help out. You mentioned Zion Fort Myers, Amigos in Cristo in Immokalee. Are there other locations where work has already begun? Yeah, we're also working out of Inglewood, Florida. We have two churches in Inglewood. We're helping out those two churches that are covered in trees and their members and their community at large. We'll be working out in Inglewood for the next few weeks. So if people want to volunteer, what are some things that people need to know if they're considering volunteering and thinking about coming and actually physically helping? Well, the first thing to do is a little bit of research. I would invite your audience to look up our website, which is lcms.org slash disaster. Once again, lcms.org slash disaster. On that page, it'll have an update of what we're doing, where we're working. We'll have pictures of the work that's being done, but also there's going to be a sign up button. You can sign up. And if you want to go down and volunteer, you'll be able to do that. And it's not just if you have chainsaw skills, if you have other skills besides chainsaw skills, you are wanted, needed, and appreciated. So we have a whole list of different activities that volunteers can be doing in addition to chainsaw or muck out work. The other thing that we're looking for is prayers. We're putting together a bulletin that churches can put into their Sunday bulletin. It'll just be an insert. We'll have prayers and things that we can be praying for. The other thing that is very helpful is donations. Right now, we've already committed an initial over $600,000 just this first week into ways that we are helping out residents. And we're not asking a 
penny back or a dime back from anybody that's in the state of Florida because those are the people that are victims, the people who are trying to help. But any kind of donation that is sent to LCMS disaster response would be very helpful. Now, most of the cities and congregations we've mentioned so far are on the Gulf Coast. You mentioned the storm has had an impact across the state, both wind and rain. Other parts of the state that you've been able to connect with and learn more about how the storm impacted them? Yeah, we are working with churches that are in the center part of the state that have some rain damage, and we're working with our district disaster response coordinator. We're giving some financial assistance and grants to those churches as well, but the primary impact is really along the Gulf Coast, and so that's where we're putting the vast majority of our efforts. Mm-hmm. So do you have, do you have stories or, or anything that you've been able to, to glean from these church workers? I know you were just in Florida. What were some of the things that you were seeing? Yeah, we were talking with somebody that our our church, Amigos in Cristo, and the Pelican Church, which is a primarily Hispanic church. It's doing outreach, and the members immediately within days of the hurricane were out helping muck out people's homes. That means tearing out all the drywall, taking all the damaged, muddy furniture to the street. It's a lot of heavy lifting. And when you've gone through a hurricane, you're absolutely overwhelmed about where to start. The members from our Hispanic church and Pastor Mark Isol were going around to churches, I'm sorry, to residents and helping them muck out their homes. And the testimonies that we're getting back in the in the in the gratitude is absolutely amazing. When you've lost everything, you're it's absolutely overwhelming. And when you get a little bit of good news, whether it's a gift card or a team coming in clearing out your yard of trees, it's just people are so thankful. And it opens up opportunities for us to share the faith as well. And for those of us here in the Midwest, we like, you know, to see palm trees, but if you've ever had to manage a palm tree, especially a fallen palm tree, it's different than any other tree. Not good. Yeah. Managing palm trees are a little bit more challenging, a little more dense. So that's a lot more work just to move one palm tree, right? That's right. (laughs) For resources that are needed, what are the, the resources that are needed, donations? What's, where do listeners go to find out how they can help? Well, we have a Facebook site, which is our Facebook site is LCMS Disaster Response. That's LCMS Disaster Response or our website, which is lcms.org disaster. And we'll have all the information there. Very good. So they can make contributions or figure out if they're other gifts that need it, that are needed. And you certainly mentioned earlier prayer as well. What about alert training? Does someone need to be alert trained to go serve as a volunteer? If you're not alert trained, we will train you at the work site. So we'll have training events that are going on at our volunteer base camp, which is in Zion Lutheran Church in Fort Myers. So we'll have that. So if you're not trained yet and you want to help out, don't let that stop you from connecting with our volunteer center there. There's going to be a lot of different jobs. Some of them will be doing heavy lifting stuff and some stuff is going to be very light lifting. So if you're thinking I'm not strong enough to do that kind of work, we'll find a job that we can put you into. Very good. The Reverend Dr. Ross Johnson, Director of Disaster Response for the Lutheran Church Missouri Center. Thanks for the update on the impact of Hurricane Ian and our friends and brothers and sisters in Florida. Thank you. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. 